best advice I can give you is get your blood work done as regularly as you can to make sure you check your levels. The more attractive you are and the better shape you are, like physically, the way you look facially, like the better you will do in life. Because people want, people want to do business with people who look good. People have a lot of mental health issues that stems back to their childhood. So having someone to talk to about that, like a therapist of some form, will really help. There is no amazing athlete out there no amazing individual athletes. Think of the MMA, think of tennis. Tiger think, Woods, think LeBron of, James, yeah. everyone. Everybody has tennis. some form of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a coach behind them to assist them and to teach them things, to explain things to them, to break things down to them, to see the, the chink in their armor. The thing you can't see. Exactly. Welcome to another episode of The Trader Show. Today, I've got a very esteemed guest, four times WBFF world champion, soon to be five. He's competing on... Saturday today is Thursday, and it's a very good friend of mine, Wale. I'm not going to try and pronounce your surname. How do you pronounce it? So it's Wale Adesamoye, full name is Wale Adesamoye. Um, if you remember the singer Alisamoye, and just put a D in front of it and just put Adesamoye. So um, it's a great, easier way to pronounce the surname. It's a difficult name to pronounce, but yeah. Wale Adesamoye, from London, here in Vegas with Mr. Charlie Johnson. <laughs> Rumbo intro. Yeah. Um, First thing I wanted to get into was when I, I trained with Wally a few months ago back in Dubai. Uh, he's also another mercurial traveler of the world. And I was shocked to find out your age. It's like Wally has like the secret of the fountain of youth somewhere. So I'm 33, Wally's 43. However, he looks probably younger than I do. What is the secret to having done this for so long and also keeping your joints like in good health and body in good nick and skin and everything? What's the secret? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question, to be honest with you, Charlie. That's a great question. I think it's important that we, we address this in a very kind of uh, methodical way. First thing first, your health is more important to you than anything. You know, we all found that out during COVID. Um, if you've had your health, you've got nothing. You know, everything else evolves around your health. You know, job, your wealth, your family, you know, whatever you're doing, if you haven't got your health, you've got nothing. You know, nothing else matters without your health. So health's the most important thing to me. So. That's when I really realized that from an early age, you know, I really did pay more attention to my general health and well-being. So that meant regular blood work, you know. So I've been doing regular blood work now for over two decades, you know. So that's not going to my GP and asking my GP for blood tests. Uh, a GP is general practitioner, doctor, which is like a physician that you might go to, but it's actually going to a proper clinic to get regular blood work done. So check your, you know, all your hormone level, check your testosterone level, check your liver function, check your kidney function, check, check everything. It's almost like giving your body an MOT on a regular basis. And I've been doing this for over two decades now. Um, and then, you know, taking the right supplements to make sure that, you know, if anything is lacking, like your liver function or your test levels are, are low, there's certain things that you can, uh, medications or supplements they can, they can recommend for you to take. So I'm very, very big on, in, in, on making sure that I'm taking all the right supplements, not just for my looks and to make me look younger, but for my inside, to make me feel healthier, more energetic, you know, to be able to participate in the things that I like to do. Not only that, to make sure that all my levels are correct, you know, uh, because I'm a bodybuilder, so I'm forever on a diet, you know, I'm dieting for something, you know, I'm on calorie deficit for something, calorie surplus for bulk, uh, you know, a maintenance but a calories to maintain my physique, you know. So a lot of the stuff is I think the best advice I can give you is get your blood work done as regularly as you can to make sure you check your levels and see that if there's anything that you could you can like introduce supplement wise, any intervention that can take place very early to help you get it done this is very important and that's your internal aspects of things is what i've addressed first with the joints and and everything else you know again supplements you know omega-3 fish oil is a great supplement for joint it's a natural anti-inflammatory make sure you get good ones you know look at the labels look at the quantity quality of omega-3 fish oil and what you can do you know chondroitin as well is really good as well for, for joints um, we know so you've got to look at supplements that you can take to actually support your joints you know if, even with all of that supplements that I'm taking myself I've still, I've still got meniscus damage in my, in my left knee so I know that I'm going to need an operation very soon 
um, for the meniscus damage that I've got in my left knee from playing football to you guys in the US as soccer from when I was younger and uh, running four marathon at 17 stone, you know, obviously you had to do all the training for that. So, you know, looking after your joints is important. And then obviously when it comes to diet and nutrition, you know, look at your nutrition, address it. Look at what you want to achieve. You know, we all want to look better. We all want, you know, if you're a guy, you want bigger muscles, you want flatter stomach, you want a popping chest. You want to be able to take your top off comfortably at a pool or at a beach as a guy. You know, if you're a woman, you want the, you know, flat stomach, you know, everyone now get the BBLs, but <laughs> <laughs> don't go down that route. Don't get the BBLs. Uh, you know, nice flat stomachs, nice, you know, boo, uh, boo, uh, boo, uh, a bum, a nice round chest, you know, as a woman, I'm just saying. So everybody wants to look better. So how do we do that? Regular training, regular training. After your 30th birthday, you lose muscle density 10% per decade. So the only thing that can reverse that is resistant training. So you should be doing resistant training, no matter who you are, male, female, you know, whatever you are uh, gender-wise, you should be doing resistant training. So regular resistant training. And if you can only commit to uh, a minimum amount of resistance training per week, I'll say the minimum you should be doing is three days a week of resistance training. And if you can't, if, you, if you're doing three days a week, you just do a total body workout. If you're doing four days a week, you can do upper, lower, upper, lower. You know, if you're doing five days a week, then you can go into the splits. So, you know, that's what's going to help you feel a little bit more tone, a little bit more sort of, um, you know, better muscle density that you're going to have, have as, 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 you, as you age. So obviously, when you're looking after yourself in that way, regular training, you know, if you combine cardiovascular training with that, you know, you don't have to go in a gym and do high intensive interval training, which is known as height, hit, H, shite. Height. Yeah, shite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shite. So a lot of people, I mean, to be honest with you, keep it simple with cardio. You know, I always say low intensity steady state cardio it's the best way to lose. Like walking for a lot of people. Yeah, right? walking, simple walking, exactly. You know, set yourself a step target. Even I have a step target every day. You know, even combined with my like, cardiovascular training, my step target was, you know, went from 20K a day to 40K, uh, to, to, to 20K to 14K, excuse me. It's now at 12, now it's at 10, you know, minimum target. So set yourself a step target. Um, again, just if you're struggling with cardiovascular training, you know, and you go to the gym on a regular basis, you can start with a warm-up of 10 minutes of walking on a treadmill. Just warm up, 10 minutes walking on a treadmill. It's functional training. You're walking every day. You're going to have to have to walk as a, as, a, as a human being. So what's walking on a treadmill for 10 minutes, is, if you can't do that, then, you know, there's something wrong with you. So 10 minutes walking on the treadmill at the beginning of your workout, maybe 10, 20 minutes at the end of your workout. So if we look at, like, everything we've addressed so far without going off topic too much, so we've addressed looking after yourself internally by getting regular blood work, making sure that you support your joints by taking good supplements that you can take, resistant training and cardiovascular training, you know, obviously for your health and general well-being, combined with proper nutrition. So if we move on to nutrition now and have a look at nutrition, you know, people keep it very, very complex. That's why they never get it right. They're like, I'm eating right, but I'm not losing weight. I'm eating this, I'm not losing weight. With nutrition, a lot of people what they tend to do is they go way too much into depth about things. It, as far as when I talk about nutrition, I just want to keep it simple. Nutrition is what you eat on a regular basis. So your micronutrients are a breakdown of your, your carbs, fats, and protein. So look at it in a very simple format. I always say to my clients, what's your favorite five protein? Tell me, what's your favorite five protein? What do you like eating? Five protein that you like eating. You know, if you don't know what, if you don't know what protein is, you know, if you don't like, say for example, beef, Chicken, turkey breast, uh, white fish, salmon. What do you like eating? Right, put it on a spreadsheet. They've got five of that. Five carbs. Give me five carbs that you like eating. So do you like rice? Do you like um, porridge, oatmeal to you guys in the US? Um, do you like quinoa? Do you like white potato? Do you like sweet potato? What do you like? Tell me. Then we look at five vegetables. What vegetables do you like? You know, do you like uh, you know green beans? Do you like spinach? Do you like peppers? like carrots you know what do you like so we try and build it more specifically around them as bespoke as possible then we look at fats so what fats do you like so do you like peanut butter for example um, do you like avocados 
You know, do you like uh, cashew nuts? Do you like almond nuts? Do you like olive oil? So these are five fats. So then we look at it like that. And then we give it to our clients and we say, right, there's all your stuff, rotate that in a meal plan. So we give them like a recipe book that we've put that together to assist them with the nutrition so they're not eating chicken, rice and broccoli every day like we do. <laughs> well, they actually turn up with chicken and rice before this. I did, I did have a chicken and, and rice. And a cucumber. Really, yeah, and, and a cucumber as well, which was very nice actually. <laughs> but yeah, so it's almost like we're giving them an option. So for example, say you want to have a spaghetti bolognese. So you say, oh, I like my pasta. So you've had pasta to that. So we've got you having pasta. Um, but you, then you say, oh, I like my uh, minced beef. So you've got minced beef in that. Um, then you say, oh, I like onions, so you've got onions, you like peppers, so you've got peppers as part of your vegetables. Now you can go away and make a healthier spaghetti bolognese for yourself and your family, or yourself and your partner. I always say this, whenever, when it comes to um, like nutrition, especially with families, get your family involved, get your partner involved, because there's no point one person eating one meal, another person eating another meal. It's uh, unsustainable, right? It's, it, it yeah, causes friction. Exactly, it causes friction. Say you come into the house, say, well, I'm gonna eat chicken, rice, and broccoli tonight, I'm like, well, I fancy a lasagna. Then you're cooking two meals. It's very difficult to sustain that, you know, amongst a family or with you and your partner. So I'm trying to look at it in a sense to like, look, make sure you simplify things for yourself and your family. Because it's not just about you. Because for you to be able to sustain your, your, what you want to achieve, it's like you. We know we got to get the people around us to support align what we're doing. What yeah, exactly. So if they're not in line with the vision of what we're trying to achieve, the people around us, it causes friction, misunderstanding, resentment, resentment selfishness. Um, you know, if you're like me, you know, I spent the best, best part of, you know, six months preparing for a competition that's gonna last one day. And, you know, if say you got a girlfriend that likes a drink. And or likes going out for food all the time. Or like going out for food all the time. That's not going to align with you, what you are doing. But there's nothing wrong with saying, look, I'm not going to go out for a meal with you every single Friday or every single weekend. But what we can do is we can go out maybe once or twice a month to our favorite restaurant. You know, we can pick a restaurant, we go out once or twice a month. But the way I look at food is I love having multiple options to choose from when it comes to protein, fats, um, carbohydrate, and vegetables. And that simplifies things very much for myself because I need everything to be simple. You know, I always say to myself, kiss Wally, that's keep it simple, stupid. And I say that to myself on everything I do. So that's my secret of how I've been able to maintain myself. But also with my skin, I mean, I go and see a doctor on a regular basis to get like, I know I'm not, I should, probably shouldn't be saying this, but I'll tell you the truth. I get microneedling done on my face. I get Botox done. And I get I've had Botox done, a bunch of times. And I, so, and yeah. I get fillers done. So they're the three things that I get. Um, you know, Profilo as well. I get Profilo done, which is Profilo is, a, is a, uh, kind of like, it kind of stimulates your skin. Microneedling, try and stimulate your skin for more collagen production. And obviously Botox just to kind of... Have you noticed a difference in the, dry, the, the needling? I love it. I think, yeah, I know it's a massive difference because my skin's so much more smoother, um, you know, from the microneedling. My, my face looks so much more, like, rejuvenated, youthful, exactly. So, um, you know, I always say this, like, to all of these guys out there, girls do it all the time, so why should we not be doing it, taking care of ourselves? Like, honestly, like, the girls go and spend thousands of pounds on getting a BBL, getting bigger boobs, um, having fake, fake, God knows what, put in their hair, and we can't look after ourselves. We're all embarrassed and ashamed to say, well, I get microneedling, or I get Botox, or I get fillers, or I get my teeth whitening. You know, it's look after yourself. I, um, I'd explain it to like this. It's like, I want to be like Peter Pan, like, yes. who doesn't fucking age. And when I found out how old you was, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yes. Because um, I was genuinely shocked. And I think statistically this is one of the things that people need to understand whether it be in your business whether it be in personal relationships whether it be your family the more attractive you are and the better shape you are like physically the way you look facially like 
the better you will do in life because people want 100%. people want to do business with people who look good like not from a sexual attraction point of view but you just want to like they're aspirational right 100% like Charlie I can't agree more with you like I will no disrespect to you I will do business with someone an attractive looking guy and or an attractive looking woman who's probably not as professional or not as good at their job as someone who's really good at their job. I, I, I'm, it's just, we all like nice things. Let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with us. Let's be brutally honest with ourselves. It's people buy from people. We buy from people because of the way they present themselves. You know, people will buy from me through my social media, my online coaching business, because of the way I present myself on social media. If I present myself as this online coach and I'm out every weekend, you know, like you're seeing champagne bottles and vodka bottles on my, on my story, or me going party with my boys to festivals, um, you know, and you know, I'm getting drunk every weekend. Doing I'm eating takeaway. Yeah, I'm, ta I'm taking drugs. I'm eating takeaway every weekend. You're not gonna wanna buy from me. As, as, as attractive as I am, but what I'm saying is that Attractiveness draw people to you, then the deliverance of what you have keeps them with you. It's being true to your values. Though, exactly. Right? So it's important that we understand that you'll definitely do much better in life if you look after yourself. And, you know, look after yourself by just basic general hygiene, basic general well-being, basic general, you know... Presenting yourself well. Presenting yourself well. Like, you know, I'm always conscious of uh, what I wear and how I look at it before. You know, I've got a massive mirror in my hallway, I call it, look at yourself first before you present yourself to the world. You know, so I look at myself in the mirror before I leave my flat and say, do I look presentable? Okay, right, that, I look presentable. Now let's present ourselves to the world, you know, in a positive way. So that's so important. I, um, I come from a sporting background, I think you do as well. Like one thing is I, always just like have nice clean boots and look fucking like clean professional because it's like I used to say like look good play good like you feel the part you become the part and for you like the habits you set for yourself other than like the person you're going to become and it's the same thing as say someone joins to work with you or they will join to work with me that they want to get say best shape of their life by the end of 2023 it's like what they need to focus on is um, creating the right habits that a person who's in the best shape of their life would have rather than focusing on like the training and the diet and the minutia, but like the overall habits and the frameworks of like what choices and decisions would that person make? Because what people don't understand is that every single decision you make in life is either taking you towards what you want or away from what you want. There's never like a neutral position with anything. No, I couldn't agree more with that. There's a great quote in um, uh, Atomic Habit and that's literally uh, something I was gonna to touch on briefly as well. It's if you're, like someone who's starting on their fitness journey and you've got someone you admire on social media, you know, like, like yourself or me, ask yourself the question, what would Wale do? Or what would, you know, what would Charlie do? You know, what, 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 what would we do, you know? You know, or ask yourself the question, what would, a healthy, what, would a, what would a healthier, fit person do? You know, there's a phrase that he uses in the Atomic Habit, the book, it says, miss once, never twice. Meaning that, you know, we, there's so many workouts that I completed during this prep that I did not want to do. I was tired. It was late at night. I remember coming out of the gym one day at one o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh my God, what am I doing to myself? What is this all about? So it's about the decisions that you make. Sometimes you're gonna remember that when you're on your fitness journey, there's gonna be so much things that you do not want to do. There's gonna be times where you go to bed hungry. There's gonna be times where you're getting up in the middle of the night and peeing so much, you're thinking, what's wrong with me? Because you're drinking so much water that your body's not used to it and you're getting up peeing. And there's gonna be times where you're gonna be like, you've had a full day at work, you know, the missus is screaming at you, says she wants you home to help look after the kids and blah, 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 and you still have to go to the gym for an hour. Another thing as well, it's very important that you structure your life and structure your environment on the person you wanna become. So structuring your life and structuring your environment on the person you want to become, you know, if you want to become a healthier person, a healthier person, if you come into my household, you will not find any unhealthy snacks. I just don't buy them. I understand if you've got kids, you have to buy a kid's snack. Then buy the kid's snack, put them in a kid's snack drawer. Outside. Outside, out of mind, 
lock it up if you have to, because that's what I have to do <laughs> if you buy anything like that. Because I'll wake up and eat in the middle of the night. Um, and just lock it up. Lock it up in a drawer where you have to go specifically in it for the kids when you need to give the, ki- to give the, give the snacks to the kids or, you know, give them, give, put in a lunchbox to take to work. Out of sight, out of mind, you know. And it's like I come in here and I see all your vitamins are out. <laughs> I love it. absolutely love it because it's the, it's, that's what I've done now. Because when things are out of sight, they're out of mind. And it reminds me to take them. Exactly. I'll give you a good example. I always, I need to just digestive enzymes a lot, but I fucking forget. So like at home in Dubai, I put them on top of the microwave. So like I put them through the microwave and I sit, oh, fuck, say that. Like just to make sure you're doing it. And this is one of the things is like setting your environment up for success. You can't fuck it up. You can't. Exactly that. So it's like melatonin. Melatonin's great for, well, you know, take a bedtime. Magnesium and zinc, great to take a bedtime. Really, really good. Magnesium is an amazing supplement. If you're not taking magnesium, you should be. You know, a, a male should be taking around 400 milligrams. Female, anywhere from three, from two to 300 milligrams of magnesium. Magnesium's a great, great, great supplement. Um, so I put my melatonin, my magnesium, my zinc next to my bed. So with a bottle of water. So there's no excuse. I have bottles of water, all my supplements that I need to take before bed, next to my bed. And then in the morning when I wake up, you know, I have my, 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 my area set up. Before I have my coffee, you know, I have my apple cider vinegar, my Celtic sea salt, my half a lemon, you know, for, to help with digestion. For being a bodybuilder, I get a lot of indigestion and, and digest, digestion issues from eating so frequently. So I'm like you. I need to take digestive enzyme. I need to take probiotics. These are things that I need to take. So I have them laid out so I don't forget to take them. So it's very important to set your environment up so you do not fail on your, on your task on what you're trying to accomplish or achieve. Have you ever um, taken a food intolerance test? I have actually, I have. And the only thing I'm actually, believe it or not, that I'm actually allergic to is rosemary. That's random. I know. Absolutely random, and uh, I did it in LA in a place called Next Health, um, and it just the only thing is they said, oh, you're you're allergic to rosemary of all all things, and the only time I have rosemary on anything is when I uh, like do like roasted sweet potato to put in there, or have a like a roast dinner or something, and I cook like roast roast potato, just chuck the rosemary on top, but I don't have rosemary on anything. Um, other than that, but that's the only thing that came up. Rosemary, <laughs> believe it or not. I Random. found, uh, so one of the reasons a lot of people with food intolerance is eating the same thing too much, which is why I thought I'd ask, because when I had one done at the end of prep, I, when I last competed, like, things like egg whites were coming up, rice was like flaring up, mm. because I was consuming so much of it all the time, my body was getting intolerant to it. Um, I did another one <laughs> six months later after changing some things around, and it's like dropped down massively. So it's interesting how your body can fluctuate and change over time depending on what's going on yeah. and what you're doing, right? And giving it time to heal from something. Definitely, I think like, you know, it's like, you know, you hear people developing like um, allergies later in life, like nut allergies, you know, like I love nuts, almond nuts, you know, give me cashew nuts, I'll eat a whole bag of cashew nuts, I love it. You know, you, you fly with Emirates, right? I do. You try the nuts and business class. I always do. Yeah, you know, I can't get, I can't get enough of it. Honestly, like, um, you know, also I fly with BA as well. So British Airways, they do this sort of uh, when you fly business class, they do this sort of area where they keep all the snacks, and I just go in there, absolutely batter it. You know, they do the nuts and ra- uh, nuts and raisins, and all I do is I take like four or five packs. And I'm picking out the cashew nuts. Like a little squirrel. Yeah, like a little squirrel, exactly. Picking out the cashew nuts, eating all the cashew nuts, throwing all the raisins back in the packet, and then picking another packet, opening it up, pouring it into my hands, picking out the cashew nuts, eating the cashew nuts, putting the raisins back in the bag, and just doing that repetitively. I just did it on the way here, actually, uh, to, to, to the US, flying into um, LAX, and literally I had like four packs of uh, almond nuts. Really good source of fats, nuts. You know, like for me, uh, even during prep, you know, uh, and coming close to stepping on stage, the fats that I, my go-to fats are, are still, you know, nuts, like peanut butter, uh, almond, almond butter. Um, it's just easier for me to have it in butter sauce. Uh, or, you know, I have a lot of walnuts as well. Walnuts are good. Avocado I, I do have, but, you know, it doesn't taste as nice as nuts. 
So imagine if you've got like, if you've got rice cakes to have, and you, you have, have avocado on that, right? You can't have avocado spread on rice cakes, but it tastes so much better with nut butter, uh, like almond butter, you know, or peanut butter on rice cakes. Um, but yeah, it's talking about food tolerance and talking about allergies. We can all develop things later on in life, and we don't know. And I think regular blood work, going back to what I said initially, would really, really help to to be able to dictate or notice anything that might be arising before you actually, you know, it flares up. One of the big things that suggests people look for on blood work is a, your CRP marker, which is like the main inflammatory response. And that's when you have a sign that you have an issue, the main cause of all diseases is inflammation. So like if generally if people can keep that down, like you mentioned earlier in terms of um, supplementation and even in terms of just like not eating shit food, processed foods, which increases like an inflammatory response. Mm. But some of the best supplements I've seen working with people with like Crohn's disease and other autoimmune diseases, things like um, fish oil that you mentioned, but also like curcumin, which is like a purified version of turmeric. It's like the most powerful thing to try and pull that inflammation down. Yeah, turmeric is lovely. I mean, it's really, really good. I mean, turmeric to a level sometimes, you can even get it, put it in a cup, mix it and drink it. I mean, that's a cheap way of taking it. <laughs> that is a cheap way of taking it. And that's what I used to do. Um, but you know again um, there's loads of supplements that we could take but I think a lot of people waste money on supplements to be honest with you do you know what I mean you know like people just think like I've quick seen fix this, right yeah quick fix it's not a quick fix you need to know what you need you know okay you might need protein powder but what type of protein powder do you need you know do, are, you, are you lactose intolerant do you need like a you know a plant based protein powder you know don't just take the protein powder because you, you know your favourite you know uh, social media so-called influencers it's pushing taking, it on you yeah saying go and use my discount code go and use my discount code take this supplement take this supplement yeah we all need some form of protein powder to some degree because you know sometimes it's hard to hit your protein targets for the day and if you're supplement, supplementing um, by just using powder you know it can, you can get like boost your protein intake you know like, I'll always recommend that you don't take more than one shakes a day anyway you know like a post-workout and that's it yeah, I agree. Either like before or after training, because it's so easily digestible. Yeah, definitely. You know, so you know if you could take that with like a banana or an apple or something, again you're getting your protein and carbs in straight after training, easily absorbed, easily digestible, um, and then you can have your meal maybe 20 to 30 minutes after, or 40 minutes after you've taken your protein uh, powder. Um, something I think is hugely relevant. So if we look at the main reasons why people can't get in shape. Yeah. One they'll say is their partner doesn't let them or their spouse. Number two is they don't believe in themselves. Number three is they don't have the money to do it, although you can walk outside for free and you control what you eat. Mm. And number four is the, um, a lack of self-belief. If we look at time, you work as a firefighter, right, still? Yes. For the yeah. London, London Fire, Fire Brigade. You know. So, and my background before doing the online training, I was working full-time running a branch of estate agents running my online coaching business which was growing at the time and then also competing at the time you make it work right if you want it bad enough you make it work you know stop kidding yourself no one's coming to save you like this is what I say to people if you really want to achieve what you want to achieve think about what sacrifices you need to make like competition is an example you have to make so much sacrifices to be able to step on stage. And you cannot surround yourself with near says, I don't want you taking a jam out my donut while I'm dreaming. I want the jam in my donut while I'm dreaming. Don't come and tell me that, oh, why are you competing again? Or what's this all about? I want supportive people around me. This is what you need. Stop bullshitting yourself. You need to stop bullshitting yourself. And that's straight up male, female, whatever you are, Whatever job you have, I work a 50-hour week at the fire station. Then I run an online coaching business, which takes me at least 20 hours, maybe more. But say 20 hours it takes me. Then I train an additional 15 hours a week. So let's do the math on that. But no, in addition, the food, you've got yeah. to prep, you've got to eat stuff. Yeah, right? let's forget about that for a time being. Let's just forget about the prep of the food, forget about the sleep, forget about all of that for the time being. Just basically talk about business, running my business, working as a firefighter and training. So that's 85 hours there before I even say boo that I've got to find in a week. And I sleep on average eight hours a night. 
So, you know, do the maths. If we take away eight hours from 24 hours a day, you know, we've literally got what? We've got eight, what, 16 hours left. You know, then I work maybe 10 hours of that, you know, a day, you know, at a fire station sometimes, six hours. Where do I get to do anything? So if I can find the time, sometimes I have to get up bed at 5 a.m. and hit the gym for 6 a.m. and finish by 8 a.m. and go into work for 9.30 a.m. and then work from 8, from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the evening, two days a week, and I have to get up early just to get my workout in. And I'm not saying sacrifice yourself for sleep because I think sleep's so important. That's something I haven't touched on yet, recovery. Sleep's so important. You should be getting a minimum of seven to eight hours sleep per night, if you can. I think that's very important. I wouldn't say sacrifice sleep. But what you've got to do is ask yourself, why? I always say, ask yourself why five times you might come up with a different answer each and every time on why you're doing something or why you're not doing something. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna be looking at your friends. People say, oh, I deleted my social media because I found myself comparing myself to others. Comparing yourself to others in what way? This is not a competition of comparing ourselves to others. We all do it, we're all guilty of it. I know we all are guilty of it, but it's about finding what you really want to achieve in life, starting with your health and fitness goals. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, everything evolves around your health and fitness. Everything is the, basically, is the pinnacle of everything that you do is your health and fitness. It's your vessel for life, right? It's your vessel for life. Forget about your family if you're not fit. Forget about your girlfriend, forget about your wife, forget about your kids, forget about your job, forget about your, your nice car, forget about your Rolex watches, forget about your posh holidays, forget about anything good that you've got in your life, forget about it if you're not fit. Because if you're not fit to be able to do it, what is the point of living? You know, if you can't enjoy life with your kids and actually exercise by going for long walks with your kids or playing football in the park with your kids or running around with your kids, what is the point? And also, what standard are you setting for the next generations of your family when they see that you're the person they look up to, right? Of course. And you're letting them down, let alone yourself. Of course. Kids are, everything we learn as kids is what we... We, we mirror. We mirror it as adults. Was your dad jacked? No, he was, <laughs> he was very, he was very, he was more of a, of a very clever man, very clever man, but he did a lot of sport. Um, so I, my family were introduced to sport at a very early age. Um, you know, he played tennis, you know, he ran track, you know, he kept himself pretty fit as a, as a man. But um, for me, I just think it's important that we kind of get across to those that are saying a lack of time. I'll just say you just don't want it bad enough. You know, when people, when I jump on sales call with clients and they say, oh, it's the finance, the money commitment. I say, okay, it's the money commitment. What, what, what can you kind of look at? and try and make cutbacks on to try and help invest in your health and fitness goals. People will rather have that takeaway once a week that they're spending 20 quid a week on or 30 quid a week on, or have those box of 20 cigarettes that they're spending 12 quid a week a day on, you know, or have that nice wine. People do a lot of things that add up that they don't realize, but yet they say, I'm not, I can't afford it. You can afford it if you look at your bank balance and take away some of the things that you're doing. And you can find times if you decide to look at your time management better. Like, when I look at my schedule, you know, I use Google Calendar, very simple. When I schedule also anything- Also free, I'd like to add Yeah, it's so easy. What I schedule in first is my training. I look at my, my calendar for the day, I look at what I'm doing, and I look at, and I block out two hours in the morning for my training. You know, and then if I'm, if I'm on nights, I have the privilege of being able to train at the fire station in the morning when I wake up at 7 a.m. And then I'll probably go back in the gym in the afternoon to do my resistance training. And I'll block out two hours again in the afternoon to do my resistance day training. And then on my days off, again, I'll train in the morning, do my cardio, and I'll block out two hours in the afternoon to do my resistance training. So I always block out two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. That's four hours a day for myself um, every day. Every day, if, if I'm every day, if I can do that, if I'm not at a fire station, because I work four days on, four days on, off. So that's two day shift, two night shifts. 
So my shift patterns are so structured in advance, I can put them to my diary and then I block out two hours in the morning, two hours in the afternoon. If I don't go to the gym in the afternoon, my workout takes me a lot less than I need to, 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 for it to take. Then I have a bit of extra time to do like, you know, work on my journaling, work on my meditation, you know, work on my sort of just, you know, mindfulness. You know, one of the things I really want to touch on is, 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 is mindset. So I think people have a, the mindset, a very weak mindset. You know, they they a softer, right? Very soft mindset, and it seems to be getting worse. Yes, from what I can see, and I think part of that is in. I actually have noticed it's made me softer a bit in Dubai in terms of the ease of everything. Right, you get someone to do everything for you. You get food delivered in ten minutes. And you're like respectfully a bit like used to someone wiping your ass a bit, and I think this is where people have learned to become lazy in a lot of respects. And when things get hard, they're like they look for someone else to do it for them, right? Yeah, I think it's right. I think like you know, an analogy that I love using is like your body's not Amazon Prime. You're not going to order it today; and it's going to turn up tomorrow. Like a lot of people will be like, "Well, I've been training for like six months, and I don't see any changes." Like I've been training for thirty-two years, and I see minute changes. <laughs> but also, like they say, they've been training for six months. How long have you been like abusing and misusing your body for? Right? Exactly. So if you look like the plus column versus the minus column. There's a big debt here you're basically trying to pay down to exactly. catch up to where you should be. Exactly. It's like we use finance, we use money as an analogy. You owe a hundred million dollars or a hundred million pounds and you've only put down ten. And you're saying that you your debt's paid off. You know, your debt's not paid off. And we're not talking about you're gonna ever be able to pay off your debt, but it's about you talked about habits. I love habits. Because habits are very important. Now, habits are things that we do without having to think about it. You know, uh, we brush our teeth every day because it's a habit. We brush, we know when we get out of bed, you know, we, we just, we, we, we do things. So We're on autopilot. Unconscious consciousness. When you it, do things when you don't even realize you do them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like a 10,000 hour rule of like sports. Like, I don't know, for you, for example, like training, if you put you in a, to do, a, what's your favorite exercise? Oh, back squat. squat. I was going to say that. I thought you were going to say I've seen you do it before. You've got to be so back say you squat. Put, you put you in a squat rack with a barbell, yeah. close your eyes, it'll just happen. Like, yeah, you could not do it for three months and just turn up and bang. Yeah. Like, I used to be a ski instructor, so you could throw me in a pair of fucking ski boots and skis, eyes closed, I've done it for a year, and it, I, it just happens like without even thinking. Yeah. Because your body's got that like um, conscious unconscious where it just literally would kick into gear with it. But it's so important. I think it's so important for people to realize that, you know, what is it that you want? People think, Right, I want to achieve this, but they haven't got the. I say they haven't got the minerals. They haven't got the commitment. They haven't got that sort of habitual sort of everyday consistency with it. Um, that sort of, you know, for me, consistency is key. You know, and it's not about motivation. Motivation will come and go. You have internal motivation, external motivation. That's going to come and go. It's about discipline. Discipline is doing the things that you do not want to do, but do them like you love doing them. Mike Tyson. Yes. I love that quote by Same, Mike it's Tyson. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's one of my favorite quotes as well. And I think it's learning the discipline. Learning the discipline of, I mean, I could, I, there's so many workouts that I did that I'd be like, like, it's like being at the fire station, even we have a gym there. So What's the gym like? It's all right. Cardiovascular training, basic upper body training. You know, you can't get an amazing leg workout there, but it's all right for you know, basic upper body training, like you know, if I'm training chest, I can get a good chest workout. Got some free weights yeah, and stuff like that. Got some bar, got some dumbbells. Dumbbells only go up to 25 kilograms. So it's all right. But um, it's, it's, it's making things work for you in the circumstances that you're in. Okay, I know a lot of people generally cannot afford to have an online coach and paying them 200 pound a month. I know that. Generally, really, really, really do know that. There's a lot of people in financial stress at the moment. But what you do have is the people like myself and you that put out amazing content on our page that you can utilize till you are in a position to invest. For free. For free, exactly. So questions that I get asked about certain exercise, the information that, that, I, that I'm gonna answer, that I'm gonna give them, is really on my page. So what I tend to do is I copy the URL of a video that I've made and I send it to that person. Because 
they are not they they want a quick answer but they haven't even done the research so that sums up the problem to a degree. it is this is what i'm saying so you haven't even done the research you haven't even looked at my page you just asked me a question but a lot of people don't understand the sacrifices of myself and you make like you run a very successful business very successful business you travel around the world but there comes a lot of pressure with that yeah it's a lot of a lot of commitment yeah and like a lot stress. of staff yeah a lot of things that you you've having to deal with a lot of sleepless nights you know that comes with the running the business the same for me so if you've got a problem in life and you think I'll wait till my problem gets better till I start working on my health and fitness goal then you'll be waiting forever and the, the reality <laughs> is, and the reality is even if you look at it from a business perspective the thing that I've realised is that you always have problems and also if anyone's in a position in life where you don't have any problems at all your life is going to be shit because you're not trying to do anything that actually fucking matters totally and the reality is if you're like if you're pushing the boundaries with everything, your fitness, business, family, whatever, you are going to have problems because you're probably going to break stuff because you're trying to like push the boundaries of who you are and what you can do. Yeah. Winners really do push the boundaries. Winners don't understand the word no. Winners don't understand the word failure. Man, I failed so many times. I failed at school. I failed in relationships. I failed as a son. I failed as a brother. You know, but I've succeeded in so many ways that I'm rich in experience now. And I'm a better son. I'm a better brother. I'm better with my schoolwork. I'm better with my, uh, should I say schoolwork? What I mean schoolwork, study work that I do. I'm better at work. I'm better with my training. People see this polished Wale at the Samoye and they think, Oh my God, this guy's impeccable. This guy's amazing. Well, that's chapter 12, not chapter one, right? Exactly. It's a process to get there. That's what I'm saying. So my life has been a huge roller coaster ride where I've dropped down to the bottom, very bottom, you know, and I thought like, what is the point? What, when was that? It's like, you know, being at school, I suffered yeah. from dyslexia. So it was very hard. Yeah, so I was dyslexic at school. Um, I was a kid that, you know, if you get me out to read a page in the book, you know, when we used to do English, um, they'll give me a page to read and I'll be so, I, I, I used to have really, really bad anxiety going into the lesson. And I used to kind of count how many people was before me before it was my turn to read a line or read a page uh, out of this book. And I used to get so much anxiety. And I still get anxiety now, even when I have to read in front of my colleagues at work. Um, because, you know, dyslexia doesn't really go away, but you have coping mechanism. And I think neuro neurodiversity now, it's more kind of, you know, accepted. So I say accepted in a way that people have better understanding to it than we did back when me and you were growing up. I mean, I'm 43 years old, so when I was growing up, it was a little bit different. Um, and, you know, people didn't understand dyslexia, they didn't understand neurodiversity. It was like, okay, you're slowing the class down, you need to go in the, with the thick, thick, thick boys and girls because you're slowing the class down. So I think... A lot of self-doubt came from that. A lot of self-confidence came from that. Because I'll tell you why. Self-doubt came from, am I good enough to do this? Questioning myself. Self-confidence came from, I'm going to show you. Prove me wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. You told me I couldn't do something. Bet on me. That's why, like, even going, stepping on stage on Saturday for my fifth attempt at the world title... It still feels like my first, and I still question myself. Wale, have you done enough? Have you done enough to win a world, another world title? This is the mindset of a champion. I question if I've done enough, believe it or not. Question if I've done enough to win another world title. This is the question I'm asking myself. Have you really done enough to win another world title, Wale? Did we cover all the the the? Did we? Did we Turn all did we do did we do did we turn all the stones over? Did we, did we leave any stone unturned? These are the questions I'm asking myself. Because that's the championship mindset. And it's not being complacent, right? That's it. It's not about being complacent, it's about actually asking yourself the question, can I actually do this? Have I done enough? 
people might say, well, why are you having second thoughts or doubting yourself? It's not doubt. It's growth. Do you think people don't ask themselves enough questions? So I don't think people even fucking think enough. They just run in autopilot and 99% of the days are just the same. People are in autopilot. People don't structure their day well. If I ask someone, what, what do they day look like? They'll probably say, I'm going to get out of bed, take the kids to school, or they might go straight to work, work for eight hours, um, go home, um, have dinner with the kids, um, go to bed, do the same thing again. There's no structure whatsoever. It's just everybody's on autopilot. Everybody's in a rush to get somewhere. Everybody's working for a company or just working in general, just being a slave to the world and not really following their dream deep down of what they really want to achieve. And, you know, like I said, be yourself and think about the things that you want to achieve rather than just thinking, right, I'm just here now. What is it that you want from life? Ask yourself the question. I want it from life, a better life than what I had growing up. You know, I grew up in a low-income family. You know, I watched my mum struggle. You know, my mum used to buy me... I remember High Tech Green Flash, or whatever they used to call them, you know, wearing them to school when all the kids were wearing Nike, you know, and I, they took the piss out of me because I was wearing High Tech, where all the kids were wearing Nike. We come from a low-income family. I watched my mum struggle, and I promised myself one thing. I'm never going to go back there, and I'm never going to put a child that comes... I'm, I'm the father of that child in that situation. We're going to have an amazing life where there's going to be abundance full of abundance, not just financial abundance, but general well-being, general everything, just abundance of health, abundance of wealth, abundance of everything that we want to do. The ability to travel the world. How amazing is it to travel? It's like uh, time travel when you fly. Oh man, it's amazing. Like one minute we're in Dubai. <laughs> it's funny, right? Do you know what I mean? We're in Dubai yeah. and Banu's training. We're one desert to another desert. Exactly. We're in Dubai and Banu's training. Now we're in Las Vegas, bloody hell, in the US. So it's, to me, traveling the world is just, it, it, broadened, it broadened, broadens the mind. And the ability to travel comes from having a better financial, being, a better, being in a better financial position. But that came about because of your own growth mindset and you pushing yourself outside your comfort zone and the big issue that again a lot of people like refer to the reasons people don't get in shape in terms of talking about their partner maybe time self-belief we look at that it's because they're not willing to get outside of their comfort zone and you stay in your comfort zone is going to keep you in the same shit situation you are right now and like drawing a line in the sand and stepping over that into something new is what forces you to grow and level up right i love that i mean I, I love that. I think it's Adidas has got a quote saying, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think be, everybody is like wrapped in I, I, a cotton wool, bubble wrap. That's the sort of terminology that I use. Nobody is used as a grind. Nobody, you walk around the gym and you think intensity. How many people really, really train with intensity within the gym? Within their workout? Very few. Very few. Very and few. I'd actually say respectfully, I slate the UK a lot, but people in the UK, in the bodybuilding gyms, train harder than probably anywhere else in the world, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. But level of intensity that you train with... Apply to everything else. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> that. The level of intensity you're willing to put in, people are so not willing to put in that intensity because it hurts. It hurts when you have to go and put extra load on and still try and match the rep. You know, like say you utilize a progressive overload on a back squat. You know, you start off with 10 reps at 100 kilograms. Then you go to 10 reps at 140 kilograms. Then you go to 10 reps at 180 kilograms. It hurts. And people are not willing to push. And it's also quite scary. At that it point. is very scary. Like, this could go wrong. This could go wrong. But a lot of people are not willing to put in the work that's necessary to achieve the things that they want to achieve. What they want to do is they want an easy route to get there. They want to know what I've done, what's the secret of what I've done in 32 years, and they want to do it in not even half the time, in two years, in three years, in four years, in five years. There's no secret. It's called consistency, discipline, dedication, 
passion and love for what I do. And the one thing I'd add into that is also the right approach. Because yes. actually you said before this, I asked you, because I, I knew you would be, because you're an intelligent, articulate guy as well, that the secret to success with anything is you find someone who can help you do the thing. And the big thing that I say to everyone is it's not how you do something or how you solve the X problem, it's who can solve it for you. So for example, you have someone coaching you to win your fifth world title. Mm. And if you have someone coaching you, probably average Joe on the street, you can't lose 30 pounds, probably need someone to help them as well. <laughs> it's a no brainer. Like I said, like I, context, I, right? I, I always say this, if I'm a coach and I have a coach, what makes it think that you don't need a coach? Like for me, I get in my own head come towards the end of the comp or the end of the prep. So I always, like I said, all the things like, am I, have I done enough? Do I look good enough? You probably what, try to overdiet yourself. A bit. Yeah, overdiet myself. Yeah, exactly. Starve myself the last bit. Where my coach today would say, you need more carbs, buddy. You know, we're going to give you more carbs. You need more carbs. So we're going to eat more carbs because it's better to eat more carbs and be fuller than try and come and turn up looking flat. So going back to what we just mentioned there, it's important that you understand that no one gets to the very top of the food chain on anything that they do without the right support behind them. So that's to go with competing in business. I know that you do a lot of business mentoring, but the, your ability to be able to do business mentoring is taking your business to a quarter of a million pound months and knowing how you did that and having that blueprint to help others take their business to a quarter of a million pound months or a quarter of a million pound years. That's the blueprint that you've created through the stuff that you've done yourself. So coaching to me is something that I, I heavily invest in and I believe in and I think everybody should have a some form of a mindset coach, some form of a business coach and some form of a, of a, like a mental health coach. When I say mental health coach is people have a lot of mental health issues that stems back to their childhood. So having someone to talk to about that, like a therapist of some form, will really help. Sort of like, because you know, you might feel like your problems or the things that you're, the battles that you're fighting within yourself, it's like a mountain when you're fighting it alone. But when you're fighting it alongside someone, it's just a small hill. It's funny you say that because I actually spoke with a psychologist for a while, maybe about two, two and a half years ago. And a lot of like the quote unquote issues I said I have all stem from that. And I didn't realize until we connected the dots, I was like, fuck. And then like, when you understand something, it's then easier to control your emotional state of why certain things trigger you, or why certain things make you feel a certain way. But that only came about because I reached out to someone to ask for help. Right, you reached out to someone to ask for help. Do you think the average man out there, or the average Joe out there, are willing to reach out to ask for help? No. Why do you think that is? Because they think, oh, I'll figure out my own. And this is what people don't understand. The shortcut to success mm. is just get someone to fix it for you or tell you what to do. Who, who knows the answer? Exactly. And I think for me is understanding that there isn't no shortcut to success. It's the ability to understand something quicker. Mm. So if, if business. Getting the right advice and information yes. faster, right? So business, for example, you know, with the online coaching space, you know, I know that you have a better understanding to it than I do. So it's questions that you can, you can answer a lot quicker than I can. So why am I going to try and bash my head against the wall trying to figure it out? Well, I just say two things to you. Yeah, two things. Well, that could take you six months to work out. Exactly. In two minutes. Mm. And this is what people don't understand. It frustrates me. And this is how, like five years ago, I was a state agent still, things change so quickly when you just, the same for anyone just to fucking memorize, and it's my favorite quote, is literally, a genius doesn't have great answers, he asks great questions. Because your life will be, and success of your life will be determined by the questions you ask yourself, and you ask other people. And that's how you get ahead quickly. That's a great quote, you know, you know, Another thing, another quote that I love is judge a man by the questions that he asks, not the answers that he gives. Um, and I think it's important that we understand. People don't ask the right questions of themselves. People do not want the answers because the answers sometimes hurt. And it's not what they want to hear, right? And it's not what they want to hear. So reality is we are being wrapped in cotton wool, wrapped in bubble wrap, 
and we're not willing to seek out pain. But from pain comes growth. Yes, but people will be like, oh, business coach costs too much. I'm not paying Charlie a thousand pound a month to coach me in business. I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm making the money that I need to make. Why am I going to give 10% to the business coach? But, okay, right, I always use this analogy. If you can give someone, okay, say 11 grand a year and they help you make a quarter of a million, would you do it? You'd be pretty fucking stupid not to. You'd be right? fucking stupid not to. If you can give someone like 12 grand, 12 grand or 11 grand for the year to coach you and then you okay. are going to make a quarter of a million in that year, it's a no-brainer to me. I'll give you an example. I just paid someone 40 grand over four months. I've probably made four and a half times that back. Well, that's what I'm saying. But you but see... I, and I was willing to put that money out because I can know it will come back. You see, you have a growth mindset. Mm. There's a difference between a closed mindset individuals and a growth mindset individuals. You and I are sitting here because we have a growth mindset, individu- we're growth mindset individuals. I don't think I have the answers to everything. Like I said to you, I'm spending two weeks or three weeks with my brother, Michael Hearn. I've been training for 32 years. Most people will think, well, you must know what you're doing by now. You must not have the answer. But you still learn. Every I, day's a school I, day. Uh, I trained today with Mark Anthony, first men's Mr. Olympia physique. Yeah. Like, learn shit all the time. And that's my favorite thing. It's like, shit, I learned something I didn't know. Exactly. The ability to remain forever a student because you have a growth mindset is what sets you apart from the basics of other individuals in this world. People with, with closed mindset individuals versus growth mindset individuals, people with growth mindset individuals will always propel in life a lot further than those with closed mindset individuals. Closed mindset individuals would be like, I know what I'm doing. You know, It's like sometimes when I reach out to people with my social media, and they say, oh, well, I'm a PT. I know what I'm doing. And I laugh at so much inside. And I'll be like, I've been a PT since I was 18 years old. So have I. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've won numerous titles. Um, I'm in the fucking best shape of my life, excuse my language. Um, and I still have a coach. So when you think about it, there is no amazing athlete out there no amazing individual athletes think of MMA think of tennis Tiger think, Woods think LeBron of, James yeah, everyone think about just think of individual sports even boxing everybody has tennis some form of a of a, of a of a of a coach behind them to assist them and to teach them things to explain things to them to break things down to them to see the the chink in their armour the thing you can't see exactly the chink in your armour you got your armor up like that. You're saying, "I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a personal trainer, yeah." But you've got a massive chink there. The thing that you can't see that someone else can see, and be able to help you close that chink in your armor and achieve the things that you want to achieve. And that's people's arrogance, though. It's arrogance by things a closed mindset. Yeah. I, it's people with closed mindset. So the difference between a closed mindset individual and an open mindset individual is the ability to understand growth comes from learning from others not from the things that we really know there's no there's no there's no i mean there's loads of business books out there but probably the people the the investment that you've made in growth in in personal coaching it's probably got you more than any books that you've read 100 and this is the thing i'd say to anyone whether it be your fitness or your business whatever you learn today and whatever you whatever it costs you you have this for the next 30, 40 years, however long you're alive. Exactly. So what's the ROI on that? Like people, like we say, about a short period of time, like they want to spend a thousand pounds and make 5,000 back next week. It's like, okay, well, if it takes you 10 years, but you then make half a million back. Yeah. Was it worth it? Of course. But people, again, we are living in an era and an age of quick. Short-term thinking. Short-term right? think. Short-term Amazon Prime, I call it. This is the Amazon Prime time. Amazon Prime mentality, I like yeah, that. Yeah, it is Amazon Prime mentality. Amazon Prime mentality on everything that we do in life. If I invest in the business today, I want my return tomorrow. If I invest in the coach today, I want to see change to my physique tomorrow. If I start training today, I want to see my body change tomorrow. But you have to understand, things take time. You know, it doesn't take... How long does it take you to grow your business to where it is today? 
full time five years, maybe seven years total. Exactly. But so get, people look at that and think it just happened, right? Exactly. But people don't look at the things, all the investments that you've made in personal growth, in um, courses that you've gone on, in masterminds that you're belonging to yourself. And then they, they look at it from a perspective of, well, you know, if Charlie's done this, I can do it. What, what, what's Charlie doing that I can't do? But rather than wanting to learn from Charlie, they don't want to pay you. They want to just try and mimic. Emulate. Emulate. Yeah. That's it. Emulate what you've done to get to where you have, where if they can work with you, you could probably support them and get them to where they need to be. So I think a lot of people in this world and the world we're living in are very closed-minded individuals. And I don't mean that in a rude way. People just don't, they're not willing to invest and learn from others. And I think a lot of egos is with that. You know, I'll say, have I got an ego? Yes, I have got an ego. But you have to be to be competitive. Yes. And I have a, a, an ego as well. Mm. But I would say I'm also very humble and I always ask people for help for things. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you don't reach out for help, you don't get to the destination you need to get to. A simple analogy is like, can you fly a plane? No. So how did you get from Dubai to the US? Yeah. You trusted someone, you trusted an airline, you paid an airline ticket, and you trusted them with your life to get you over from one destination to another. It's the same in business, it's the same in coaching. It's the same in anything that you do. You have your investment and you trust in the people that you're working with to get you to where you need to go. You wanna get from one destination to the other, you need assistance. You need some form of transformation, or transport, sorry. So to assist you to get from A to B, you need a sufficient amount of understanding. You need a pilot with a pilot license. You need someone who's of thousands of hours of flying to fly a jet from one destination to other, safe and sound. A simple analogy. 100%. To start to wrap up, what would you say would be your one piece of advice for someone who's maybe afraid to reach out to you, me, or to like step outside of their comfort zone. And that's, they, I know a lot of people like this and they've probably been in that situation for five plus years. I think what you've got to do if you're, if you're afraid to reach out, either for uh, business coaching or online coaching to myself or you is drop the ego, drop the ego. We're, we're just normal human humans yeah. like everybody else, but there's nothing special about us. Um, so, you know, send us a friendly message on Instagram, introduce yourself and what you want to try and achieve and let's get the conversation started. You know, once the conversation starts to flow, um, you know, you can either jump on a, on, a, on a call, you know, I don't know how you run your business, if it's a Zoom, Zoom call, you jump on a Zoom call with them, you jump on a Zoom call with me and let's feel the energy and just keep it simple. It's just a conversation we're having and see if we're a right fit. If we're the right fit, then we can work together. But if you're struggling, and you don't think, oh, I'm a bit scared to reach out. Don't be. What have we you don't got to bite. Lose? Yeah. Exactly. If we don't bite, what have you got to lose? And if you can grow your business from where it is today and grow it 10x it in the next sort of five years, why would you not invest in you know Charlie Johnson business mentoring? If you can change your physique and make sure your physique is ready for summer 2024. Why would you not invest in Wally Addison or Charlie Johnson's fitness coach and online coaching? Why would you not invest? If we can get you from one destination to the next with a minimum amount of problems, the minimum amount of frictions, why would you not invest? And being scared to approach people, don't get me wrong, I was there once myself. I was scared to kind of approach a business coach to coach me when I first invested in my first business mentoring. Because I wasn't scared, I was just like, that's a lot of money, you know. Do I really need this? Do I really need yeah. this, yeah. But it assisted me to get me to where I needed to get to. But I think there's a next chapter of my life now as far as business mentoring is concerned. Because before, I used to have the mentality of, I'm not reaching out to him, they're gonna reach out to me. I'm the world champion. You know, and then I thought, oh my God, that much money? I can go to Louis Vuitton and buy another bag. You know, that's that was my mentality. You know, that was my mentality, but then, you know, I dropped that mentality from, you know, thinking about what I could buy with that money, that rather thinking about, right, what can I learn with that money? You know, I used to have all my books, for example, like in a book drawer, closed away. I couldn't see where my books were. If you told me, oh, 
have you got like Alex Amosi, hundred million dollar offer? I'm like, yeah, it's somewhere. I don't know where it is. Like, yeah, I've got it somewhere. Now I I bought myself a bookshelf. Again, going back to that and saying all my books now are on my bookshelf, so I can see my books now. That means I'm reading more frequently. Make sure you set your environment up to, to succeed. Make sure you reach out for help when you need to reach out for help. Don't be shy. We are just humans. Going back to that question again, if you want to reach out to myself or Charlie, just send a message. It's just that simple. Get the conversation started. Even if it's a funny message, go on my page, go on Charlie's page, find something funny to talk about. Because I love funny things. You know, like talk about like, I don't know, talk about one of my posts or something. You know, like even like something that I made a mistake on. You know, if I made correct a mistake, you. yeah, correct me on on a. If I say something about an exercise and the rep range that I'm saying talking is bullshit, please correct me. You know, because I love to be corrected. I love being wrong, believe it or not. I love being wrong. I hate being right because when I'm wrong, I'm learning. When I'm right, I feel like what have I learned from that? Yeah, that's a great attitude. Mm, man. Um, thank you very much for your time today, Wally. Uh, I know everyone will take a shitload of value from this, so. Make sure you smash the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Drop us a comment below any questions. I'll put Wally's details below in the show notes as well. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. And we'll see you in the next episode soon, which will be with the original Mr. Olympia men's physique champion, Mark Anthony, which we're recording tomorrow. Legend. Amazing. Thank you, dude. Bless you, brother.